Hello and welcome to Blooming Curious, a podcast that's all about nurturing that natural curiosity in our early years, kids and students. I'm Edwina, your host from the Ed's Lessons blog, a passionate advocate for play and inquiry and on a mission to keep children curious and questioning. The days of talk and chalk are over. We're diving into the world of integrated, inquiry and nature-based learning and exploring the strategies that create lifelong learners. So if you're a classroom or homeschool educator or even a curious parent, then this is the place for you. So last week we looked at observation and how we as educators observe our students so that we can understand how they learn, understand their needs and know where to take them in terms of their learning. This week we're going to have a look at how we help children develop keen observational skills so that they can become curious. The Oxford Dictionary defines observation as the act of watching somebody or something carefully for a period of time, especially to learn something. So it's through observation that children, and of course us adults too, learn about the world around them, including how to behave socially. Observation teaches us to question and wonder and be curious. Even animals are inquisitive and curious. So I have to ask myself sometimes, why so many of us are so oblivious to the world around us? There's nothing more disheartening or even challenging to a teacher than a disinterested learner. And as parents and educators, our job is to spark that curiosity so that kids become interested in learning, in wanting to know more and wanting to find answers to life's questions. It's not our job as teachers to impose our own beliefs or opinions on students, but it is our role to encourage and facilitate students to ask questions and then to seek the answers to those questions. And it's observation that sparks and ignites curiosity. So where do we start? At the beginning, of course, when they're young and pliable and full of zest for life. We start with where we are, with our immediate surroundings. If you're in the playground and it's playtime, you observe those students and you have a look at what is it that they're doing. If you're going for a walk with young children, have you noticed that they'll stop and pick up objects and then they'll continue on with that object in hand? Or they crouch down and they observe the ants marching across a path? Or they stop to look at a flower or a dandelion or a ladybird on a leaf? That's your opportunity right there to take that object home or to use that moment to look more closely at what it is they're looking at, counting the petals, looking at the shape, finding the tiny details. I wrote a blog post on how to foster curiosity in children, and I'll link it in the show notes for you so that you can have a look more at that. The next thing we do, apart from looking for those teachable moments, is we ask questions. We ask questions and we encourage children to ask wonder questions. We engage children in conversation about that object. Expert observation forms the basis of scientific inquiry. Going deeper and encouraging children to observe and compare and explain form the basis of scientific inquiry. 
I wonder if all flowers have the same number of petals. I wonder what type of bird that feather belongs to. I wonder what type of ants those are and where do you think they're going? Where do you think they live? And then, once we've asked those questions, we don't give kids the answers. We help them look for answers. We need to encourage children to look for answers. We don't just leave that question hanging. So depending on the question, the investigation will begin to take shape. Your questions are the provocations in a way. Well, actually they are. But perhaps you'll need a book on the subject. Or perhaps you'll need to watch a video on YouTube. Or go to the library or a museum or ask an expert you know. You check that that child understands the learning by encouraging them to explain their findings in their own words. So they find the answers and then they explain it in their own words. That really shows that they've actually also understood what they've just learned. We spark creativity. Perhaps the observation of that object might spark some creativity in your child or your learner. They may like to draw or paint or even create a story about that object or that animal or that flower. The possibilities are endless. We also model our new learning. It's obvious that the road to inquiry will depend on the age of the child and the child's capabilities. All new learning requires modeling. So you as the adult will need to model and together go on this inquiry journey. Eventually, as the child becomes more independent as a learner, they'll learn that process on their own. So modeling new learning and how to learn, how to ask questions, how to look for the answers is really important part of the inquiry process. We don't just leave small children and chuck them into the deep end and say, well, there you go, go and inquire. It's actually an explicit process that we model to them and they then copy for their own interest eventually. So if this is something you want to know more about, follow Blooming Curious because in some future episodes we're going to be unpacking that whole inquiry cycle and process and how you can use it to integrate it into your existing classroom and into your existing lessons. Finally, we also need to be intentional. All learning and teaching needs a goal or an intention. So make it your goal today, to go outside with your children and see where your walks lead you. See what they're doing on the playground whilst they're playing. Is there something there? Are there moments there that you can capitalize on so that you can start observation and you can start sparking that curiosity and interest on something that's right there in front of you? And remember, your children are watching you. Everything that we as adults do is carefully observed. That's why it's called observational learning by our children and students. If we want thinking, curious kids, then we ourselves, at the very least, have to model thinking, curious behavior. You can find out more about observational psychology at The Very Well Mind, where they have an article on what is observational learning, and I will link that in the show notes for you to go and have a greater in-depth look at. So just to conclude, 
if we want kids that are curious, we ourselves need to be curious. If we want our students to be curious, then we ourselves need to be curious. So today, I really want to encourage you to take a moment and reflect. What behaviors are you modeling to children that they are picking up on? Are you being curious and inquisitive? Are you being enthusiastic when you see something? Are you getting kids excited and interested about learning? So if there's anything in today's episode, or in fact in any of the other episodes, that resonates with you, that you think, hmm, there's something there that I want to explore further, then do me a favor. Could you please share this with someone that you know or someone that you think might benefit from this? Share it on social media, email it to a friend, however you want, but let's get the word out there so that we can encourage more curiosity in the world, so that we can ask questions to the big problems that we're facing, and so that children can actually start having some agency and enjoying the learning process in our classrooms. I'll see you all next week. Cheers.